0: You are listening to The Social Hub podcast and this is episode number 109, which means you can find all the relevant links and show notes for this episode over at all the W's, forward slash 109. Hey there, I'm Stacey Marie, your host of this podcast and a business coach helping women in business stand out of the crowd online through social media, online courses, digital products, and podcasting. On this pod, we will chat about business, marketing, mindset, money, and all that's in between so that you can grow your business your way because you are magic and everything you need is right inside you. I acknowledge the Nandawal and Minyungbuk people of the Bunjilung Nation on which land this podcast is produced. I thank them for the custodial role they undertake now, in times past, and for our future. And I extend my respect to all the people on the lands with which you are listening from also. Money. It's a bloody important thing to have in your business. If you're not making money, you don't have a business. In the big wide world of the topic of money, there is. A lot of people, like I'm talking, there's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of people talking to us about money. And what I often find is what's amplified more so in this conversation than any other type of topic or genre I would say about money is that of money mindset so you know how to heal your old money wounds how not to sabotage your ability to make money how to invite and manifest more money you know all the things around you know having the good feels and manifesting in abundance and you know the all the money mindset stuff which we absolutely need to have like we 100% need to have a good money mindset to be able to grow a successful business and while I do love me some good money mindset and I certainly won't walk past an affirmation that I feel is aligned to me there is a part of me that worked in the finance industry for 17 years and definitely is a little bit of a numbers nerd, can definitely geek out on talking about finance and stuff like that. So, you know, that part of me often can't help but feel that there's a big part of the conversation that gets missed in in the broader spectrum of when we're talking about money and particularly in the entrepreneurial world and definitely the self-help world. I feel that We talk a lot more about the mindset and not enough about the practicality of money, because here's the thing. You can't live in mindset and big picture thinking forever. Yes, it's important. And yes, it's a big aspect, particularly when it comes to growing a wealthy, um, a wealth mindset, an abundance mindset, you know, and all that sort of thing. But you also have to have practical strategies and steps to ensure that you are not just calling in money, but that you're looking after your money. Because respecting your money and managing it effectively so that you can be profitable that's also part of having a good money mindset, right? Like it's really important that you respect your money and that you look after it and that you manage it. And it's also important that you do that just so that you can be profitable and grow a successful business. You cannot have one without the other. You've got to have mindset and practicality when it comes to money. So today I'm getting my nerdy numbers geek on. Remember, guys, I worked in finance for 17 years, so money management and wealth creation is something I do actually know a thing or two about. And I'm chatting with someone who is, I believe, a perfect blend of the practicality and mindset we need. Someone who can help you have a great attitude about your money, but also ensure that you are creating pathways to create profit and true wealth in your business and life. Now, that woman is Sonia from Blossoming Business. Now, Sonia is a bookkeeper, a business financials coach, and also the author of Mr. and Mrs. Business. She works with women in business to create the freedom to enjoy what they love, reduce unnecessary financial stress, and set up the foundations that they need to support their growing business. With a mission to make finance fun and money matters, Sonia is helping bring this to life through her Her Money, Her Business podcast, financials focused online resources, and her bookkeeping and coaching services. And in this episode, we're going to get down, we're going to get dirty, and we're going to get real with some foundations you need to manage your money, money in and money out, and what is your key numbers that you need to be paying attention to, to build the profitable and expansive business that you want. Now, without further ado, I'm going to hand over to this incredible episode. All right, welcome, Sonia, to today's episode of the podcast. We're going to be chatting about money today. Um which is such an important topic. And I know it's one of the things that you um, are super passionate about. So before we get stuck into this subject, which is going to be fun, I'd love you to tell everyone a
1: little bit about you and your business and what you do. Okay. Uh, So my business is Blossoming Business. So I am the only I say financial education for women in business. Um, so part of it is a service business. So I'm a bookkeeper and I provide bookkeeping services. Uh, but the other side of it is the financial education side. And I'm a, at the moment, that combines in with bookkeeping. Uh, because a lot of the bookkeeping I do I am educating and mentoring um, the people that I'm working with so I don't just go in there and just do their books I'm more interested in helping them understand their business and their numbers etc that's um I guess that's my business in a nutshell is keeping so I've got a podcast that's focused around that as well her money her business so that's a fairly new podcast Um, Yeah, so as a trade, I'm a bookkeeper and I'm all about numbers, efficiency, business management, uh, that side of things. So I've been doing this since about 2016. Um, I started out um, doing business support and just bookkeeping. But over time, particularly in the last couple of years when there's more and more women running their own businesses and starting businesses, I've just seen this real need to help empower and educate women around their finances in their business. Uh, And so that's more where my focus has been in the last couple of years.
0: And I like, I'm really excited to talk to you about money from this aspect today, because money talks everywhere. Mm. Like, you know, there's so much talk about money and earning money and how do you generate an income off the internet and how do you make social media like i was on your podcast talking about how to make an income off, make money off social media and that sort of thing and um particularly around the topic of money there's a lot of focus on the money mindset which is important like we all know we need to have a good money mindset and we need to work on our money mindset and it's a part of being an entrepreneur and that yeah. sort of growth and breaking through income ceilings and stuff but there's i feel like there's definitely been a shift a little bit away from the actual numbers yeah, a bit from the practical stuff, 100%. And, you know, as someone who comes from 17 years in finance, I, like, lived in practical numbers for a very yes. long time. So um, I'm I'm passionate about both aspects and for women in business to get, to get a really well-rounded approach to money with their business. So can you share for everyone, like, why, I mean, it should sound pretty self-explanatory, but why is it so important we focus on, You know, our numbers?
1: Yeah. Um, So there's, there's lots of reasons. So the numbers don't lie. The numbers tell you everything you need to know about your business. So things like, should I, is it time to invest in something? Is it time to outsource? Am I actually making any money? is this a sustainable business um, for the long term um, so there's just so many decisions that we make as business owners about our business and we're often doing it if we don't know our numbers we can do it on the fly you might make a decision that's not necessarily based on information so let me go buy this course let me go and invest in lots of Facebook ads. But is your business actually ready for that? Can you afford to do that? Is it going to be an investment? Because sometimes it is the right time to spend the money a little bit before you're comfortable. Um, But have we actually really looked at the practical side of things? You know, is is it the right time for this right now? And I think that where we easily can purchase things now online, without thinking too much about it, even as business owners, it's so easy to do that. But if we're doing it from a practical, from a understanding your numbers, a a real decision, because we're, we're business owners here to make money. And so if we're not using our numbers to help us make that money, then we're just turning our wheels and we're not moving forward, we're just, sort of living in the now and not really looking for the future and I want women in business to be in future in business for a long time and to be thriving not just spinning their wheels and just making money to cover the bills but that's about it i want I want more for women in business I want that for myself uh, as well and so that's why I think just looking at those numbers um, and using them the right way is um, you know it's it's our responsibility uh, as business owners to do that
0: Yeah, 100%. And it's like, you know, when you look at social media metrics, when you look at your website traffic, when you look at all those things, like the numbers don't lie and Mm -hmm. your finances are the same. But, you know, and again, there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, investing in yourself. And there's, like you said, there's Mm -hmm. a times where taking, you know, a little bit of risk is not a bad thing, you know. So it's not about, you know, Sticking it's not really about sticking to rigid stuff, but like understanding what those numbers mean, so that you can make better decisions. Because so mm-hmm. often I find where a lot of a lot of the time these days, and I think it's the self help industry and the coaching industry has done this, is it's throwing out these things like you know, treat your business like a business, don't treat it like a hobby. Invest in yourself. You know, the more money you spend on the self, the more the more money you're gonna make, yeah. and. You know, and it kind of sometimes has that vibe of throw caution to the wind, you know, like buy this course, invest in a coach, do this, buy this thing so that you can make extra money. And I've seen people leave part-time jobs maybe before they were ready or over-invest in coaching and support and tech and things before they were ready. And ultimately it it ended up being make or break for them.
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah. I, yeah. I love that you take that approach mm. with also knowing the importance of mindset as well. Cause I know how Absolutely. much you love the importance of that too. And it's, I think Absolutely. I think it's just important that we have a well rounded approach. Exactly. To, they they to both
1: know. really go together. Yeah. So you can know you can be the most practical, money focused person in the world and know your numbers back to front. But if you have money mindset issues, then that makes no difference. Yes. And it's also the opposite. You can yeah. be the most, you know, you've sorted out all your limiting beliefs. You've got everything under control about your mindset and you're feeling really good about money. But if you don't know the numbers side, then it's it also doesn't work either. They've got to go hand in hand. But yes, I do feel like with a lot of mindset talk right now, like you said at the beginning there, that the practical side is just slipping away a little bit. And we've really got to take that responsibility to put both together and yep. work on both. Yeah, yeah,
0: I agree. Um, so what would you say are the like the core money metrics that you recommend that people track? Like obviously, yeah. like, you know, there's that whole equation of money in money out, but it's not just about that. So
1: what That's are the four right. things you yeah, can say for? Yeah, yeah. Um, so... it's obviously different for every business and so I would definitely say that you know just take from this what you know the I guess the information of what we're going to talk about and then decide what's best for you in your business because obviously you know there's service-based and product-based and that you know they're very different things as well um so money in money out um is obviously the first starting point and I am still going to say that that should be one of the metrics because there's lots of people out there not even doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, so I really think that you've got to start there because, you know, at the core base of it, if there's more money going out than coming in, then we've got a problem and it's not sustainable. Um, so the money and money in your basics uh and knowing that really well and in depth. Um, then things like, um, looking at what it's costing you to provide the products and services you you provide. So what, so every, every single element of a business costs money. There is no free things in business, you know, passive income that is not free income. There are costs involved in that. Um, Providing a product, there's an, that's a, you know, an obvious one. It costs you to make whatever that product is. So there's obvious costs involved, Um, but it's not just the cost of the actual product. It's everything else that goes into it. Your time, the time of whoever's making it, it, there's a lot of costs that go into, let's say, a product. A service also has costs. So what is it that it costs you to provide your service? There's your time. So when, let's say, we put a course out. getting to providing that course costs money. So there's all of the time you've put into creating that course. It's the hosting of the course. It's if you're offering um, group coaching with the course, it's the hours that it's going to cost you on that course. Like there's so many uh, dollar figures involved in everything that we do that we really should know what it's costing to provide what we provide. And then um when we're providing those things are they um profitable so as you know an obvious one is a product if it's costing you more to make it than to sell it then you know that's that's not a good idea but uh it's not going to make you profitable but the same thing with the service point of view if you're um if it's you know costing you a certain amount of money let's say to host a course and provide the course And then you're only selling two of them over time, or you are spending 20 hours a week on group calls and in Facebook to provide that, the money that you're getting back, that's not profitable or sustainable over the long term. Um, And so those sorts of metrics around, you know, what it costs you to deliver your services and then what the return on that investment is, what you're making. Um, definitely having a look at those figures it's not something that's not a metric that you would do every single day that is more do it once figure out roughly what it costs you and then keep an eye on what your sales and 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 time so my other metric I was going to talk about is time so although that's not a money thing it does relate to money because if you're spending a hundred hours in your business uh, each week to you know sell I don't know, five products or sell two courses per week. Um, is that actually a profitable, sustainable business in the long term? So it's going to burn you out. It's, um, you know, not uh, something that is sustainable over the long term. And so understanding and tracking the hours that you spend working in your business. So I I do this. There's lots of ways you could do it. You know, there's things like my hours and uh, clockifying things where you can, log in your hours but I just write it in my diary and this is not just I'm on a call so it's 9 to 10 or I'm doing bookkeeping from 10 to 12 this is I'm creating social media posts yep. I'm um, doing my reconciling like anything that relates to your business this is hours that you are spending on your business you need to track that. Um, And what you can also do if you wanted to once you've got a a reasonable look at what your hours are per week then divide those hours into your uh, sales per week Get a rough figure on what it's um, what your hourly rate is So, you know, you might if you're doing a lot of hours and not bringing much in your your hourly rate to the business is probably about sixteen dollars an hour, let's say but if you're um, doing, you know, a reasonable amount of hours per the week and then you're billing lots, then your hourly rate to the business might be $100, $200, $300 per week. And so if you're seeing that figure, then figuring out whether also that's where you can start looking at some outsourcing or is it time to outsource, et cetera. So if it would cost you 20 30 $40 an hour for a VA to do some social media for you, and you're producing a hundred dollars an hour in your business by, you know, what you're producing, then it's definitely the way up of that. It's better for you to outsource those sorts of things. So I think, yeah, any, any metric that's going to tell you what it costs to run your business, what you're worth to the business, obviously the money in, money out, the time that you're spending in your business. I think those are some basic ones to, to have a look at.
0: Yeah. 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 And, um, and I, you know, I agree wholeheartedly with that. I think if, if you can do that each month, then you're going to get a very well-rounded view of what's going on in your business. I'd love to just unpack um, the, the cost mm-hmm. side of things and then unpack the time side of things a little bit more. Yeah. Now, obviously with cost, like you said, with the, with a product-based business, Sometimes people will go, oh, okay, well, it costs me $5 to make this product. I sell it for $10. I make $5. But then that doesn't also account for the time mm. or sometimes they're not allocating in things like how much does it cost for your website hosting and how much does it cost for this, that, or the other thing it is. So, you know, mm. looking at, and conversely the same with courses and services, mm. is. You'd be like, oh, yeah, sweet. I can sell my course for, you know, $100 and sweet, I can sell it to 20 people. But what are the things, and this is just taking time out of it, Yeah. what are all your costs there? Like how many subscriptions do you have to different portals mm-hmm. and things like that to keep it running? Add yeah. it up over the whole year, Yeah. what's the cost to you and how many units of that course do you need to sell or that service to make it mm-hmm. profitable? So
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, if you're looking at that like what are some of the things they can look for in their outgoings i guess in the money out to kind of get a bigger picture of the Mm. the cost of the service or the cost of the product
1: yeah yeah you can go to a micro level and you know you could really look at um what it costs you know from your hosting and social media and all those sorts of things. But I think it's probably easier to look at it from a macro point of view, which you sort of talked about before, which is, um, I call it the keep the doors open or the virtual doors, if you're an online course creator, etc. Uh, what do you keep the doors open figure for the month? Um, so I know roughly it costs me to run my business for, my, for the month around about 400 or so, 450 to keep the doors open so that's what i've got to cover per month and that covers website hosting subscription social media all those bits and pieces that's not including my salary or anything you know what i pay myself that's just keep the doors open um and so if you've got an idea on what that costs you per month then i'd probably look at you know setting that up over the year get a yearly figure and then work out what you're selling your course for and then work backwards to say, like you said, this is how many um, I want to, I need to sell to keep the doors open and keep my costs covered, etc. cetera. Um, so though, that would be like a basic level. Um, you know, you could pull out some of the bits and pieces that aren't related to your course. So... Um, I don't know, if you're paying your subscription to Xero, let's say, you might not necessarily want to put that in there as to keep the doors open, you know, to cover the course costs. that it,
0: particular product. It's a business yeah. expense but not necessarily for that product as right. such. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yes. Um, you know, but then again, you could argue that, you know, using zero, you know, helps you keep track of your expenses for that course. So, you know, it's all – got to – You've just got to do what what is an approximate for you, for your business. Um, you, you know, you don't want to get too tied down in the, well, that's not part of this and that's not of yeah. Just do what you think is the best, you know, thing to give you an idea. Because what you're trying to establish is, you know, is this course going to serve me in the long term? And also give yourself some goals. Is yeah. Um, I want to sell, you know, 10 of these to cover my costs for the year. And then I know that I'm okay, you know, in keeping this course going, um, you know, and making decisions, you know, sometimes it's about, you know, like we need to do as, you know, for online entrepreneurs, pull that, pull that product or that service, uh, if it's no longer serving our business and that can happen, Um, you know, things change and, you know, I'm sure, you know, when you're doing social media, there's things that no longer serve, um, the community. And so you pull them out. Or I saw someone recently online that I follow um, decide that she no longer wanted to provide a particular coaching type of service because what the hours she was putting in versus what she was getting out, she decided it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't the right thing for her. So they're all decisions that you can use your numbers to help you make.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's that, um, you know, and I guess uh, another way you could, probably position what you were saying is it's depends on how many products or services you've got in your business too. So if you've only got if you're only doing one on one, then it's yeah. easy to kind of stay at macro level and go, right, here's my costs, here's what people pay me, there yeah. you go, sort of thing. But when you yeah. start to get layers in, it can feel a little bit harder. So like, you know, I've got self-paced products, I've got group coaching, I've got now one on one that I'm expanding back out into. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it's It's harder it can get a little bit harder and a little bit layered but like you said it helps make set goals so like if you know what that is okay here's my doors open for my business this is what it costs me to run it each month you can go right i need to get this many one-on-one clients this many group coaching clients and sell this many of my self-paced courses or something if you that that would be my business model other people's business models a bit different but like you said it really helps set those clear goals Mm -hmm. around well this is the money I need to make, here's, you know, how I can make it sort of thing. Mm, And sometimes, you know, it'll ebb and flow and you might sell more courses and less one-on-one or more of this and less of that or, you know, a pandemic hits and then (laughs) things go on hold for a minute or something. But, um, you know, it gives you that um, clear direction Mm-hmm. which then, you know, as a marketer, flows on to what you need to do each month in your business. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I need to sell five of these coaching spots or five yeah. of these one-on-one services yes. that, you know, you need to market on social media. So it flows on to mm-hmm. all those other aspects of your business too, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Money touches every part of your business. Yeah. Um, There's nothing it doesn't touch. Yeah, yeah.
0: For sure. So mm-hmm. let's unpack time now because mm-hmm. that's a hard one for people to unpack and usually when people start to go something's not working is when they start to go i'm not making enough money but i'm working too many hours yeah so yeah can you tell us a little bit more how to kind of track
1: that yeah definitely um so i've um i've got a book called mr and mrs business which is for women Um, running a business with their partner and in there there's an exercise called time zappers and so that would be my first stop is basically just to track your time over a couple of weeks particularly someone who's in the situation where time is getting away from them but they're not necessarily seeing the results you really want to understand where your time's going and that can often be a shock to see how much time you're spending on certain things that are not serving you and as soon as you see it and you add it up at the end of let's say you do it for two weeks it's going to be fairly obvious where you are wasting your time and where you could focus more. Um, so that would definitely be the first step. The other step would be um, like I had mentioned earlier was tracking how many hours you spend in your in your business, you know, uh, ongoing. That's that's something I think every business owner should do in the long term. Um, is really just tracking how much, you know, time you're spending. Are you spending 60 hours a week? Are you spending 30, 40? Um, that sort of thing, but definitely then going down to that micro level of a two-week stint Tracking everything you do, write it all down. You can just use a piece of paper, use a tally sheet if you want and just, you know, tick off whatever, however you're doing it. It's, you make it as simple as easy as possible, but it does take a commitment and a habit to get used to recording everything for that time because you do want a block of time. Um, You know, you don't just want to do it over one day. You want to see it across, let's say two weeks. So you've got a bit of a pattern as to what's happening Um, And then, you know, just figure out from there where you feel like that's a waste of time. This is definitely serving me. Maybe I should spend more time on this Um, and just basically go from there. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like once you
0: then start to unpack your time, then it would kind of come out into what do you do then to make your time more effective? So yeah. um, I guess for some people, maybe they're like scrolling YouTube, looking mm-hmm. for the answers to things, mm-hmm. you know, would they be better to buy a course to give them the exact answers or um, outsource that, for example? Like what are some of the... Um, what are some of the things that you might identify with your time that, and the, um, you know, the solution for that, I
1: guess? Yeah, yeah. So outsourcing is a big one. Um, yeah. I think, you know, we, uh, when we start out in business, particularly women starting businesses from home, we're DIYing for as yes, long as we can. Two string budget, bootstrapping everything. To. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Desperately hanging on to that social media creation, <laughs> um, but at some point you've got to put your business owner's hat on, or your CEO's hat on, whatever you want to call yourself, and say, "Okay, I'm. I I know I'm at the point where I feel like I need to outsource something. So um, that times app is exercise." If you identify something in that, that you know, um, let's say social media is probably one of the first things, um, I think people, you know, want to look at because that obviously can take a lot of time from the creation to the writing, to the putting it all together, scheduling all that, however you do that. And so I think, you know, if you identified that you were spending a huge amount of time creating stuff for social media, then that might be somewhere that you would start and you would work out, you know, how long you think you might you know want to outsource something let's say two hours Um, is that going to then do you know if you outsource two hours a week of that and it costs you let's say $80 um, if you know that in that time you could have you could spend that time now on sales or you know going live and selling you know products or promoting whatever you've got and you get more sales from that
0: booking five um, calls with potential clients and
1: exactly and then yeah. booking in three of them for a paid service yeah that's right yeah. and that's where you start to move from the diy to the investing time uh, money to get time back yeah um and money to get a return on investment on you now focusing on the things that really move the sales forward which gives you more money to then spend and invest and more. It's, you know, sort of goes around in circles, but everyone I think um, gets to that tipping point yeah. where you start to have this niggling feeling, you know, it's like that unconscious feeling of, I feel like I probably should be getting outsourcing something. Yeah. And where are you going to yeah. start with that? Um, now, a lot of people at this point might also be thinking the bookkeeping side of things is a great you know thing to outsource and potentially it might be but i would also say that going back to the knowing your numbers scenario that it make sure that you know your numbers before you outsource it yeah 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 and really get to the bottom of you know what's going on in your business before you start handing that over um yeah i i think the outsourcing one's probably the biggest one um like you said particularly if you're
0: spending time on learning how to do things or yes. or sometimes I find with, Pete, with some of my clients it can be spending time on what I call non-income producing activities yes. Yes. so social media this is where social media or bookkeeping is a non yes. yes. well it can produce income but if it's taking you 10 hours a week yes to do five social media posts that's not the payoff's yeah. not going to be there, right?
1: <laughs> That's right, yes. Yeah. You're going to look at, you know, if you do the time as exercise and you see you're spending 10 hours bookkeeping and you work out a bookkeeper cost, you know, anywhere between probably $40, 40 plus dollars an hour, let's say, um, then, you know, what's it worth to your business, even if you outsource four hours of that, um, you know, and, and, you know, you kept a bit for yourself or whatever and work something like that out. Like there's there's ways of playing around with it so that you can get some of your time back to build more um yeah income generating yeah. money yeah yeah and then and another
0: thing too which is probably just another layer on top of it is that sometimes with the time thing if you're going through your time and where you're spending your time sometimes it can highlight um potentially sometimes where you're overserving or doing mm-hmm. too much mm-hmm. in certain ways like I know definitely that's usually I always go, okay, I need to outsource this or I'm looking at where I'm spending my time and I'm like, okay, I'm really probably giving that person too much for free, even though they've yes. had a one-on-one session with me. Like they really need to book yes. in for another session and yes. reflect on my boundaries. Or, yes. um, you know, if you're people that do group coaching and stuff, some, I know I've done this before many times where I've gone, yeah, I'm spending way too much time in there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like for the, the people in there and and what I'm getting. Yeah in terms of return, I'm yes. overgiving. Or it could be that your prices are too low. Like so there's you know yes. it can start yeah. a, a big um bit of an investigation into, yeah. you know, are you overgiving? Are you underselling yourself? Are you underselling your product, underselling your service as yeah. well?
1: Yeah, too. Yeah. And I think there's lots of signs that lead to that. Like we talked a little bit about Um, you know, getting to that point where you sort of subconsciously get this niggling feeling that there's something needs to change. And that's the time to investigate, like you say, is it the hours you're spending on things that are not, you know, money producing? Is it that you're over serving? Is it that, you know, maybe your product is, is too cheap now for, you know, what you're actually providing in that. So there's, there's definitely lots of different areas. But if your numbers are are up to date and you feel like you're you know fairly across them then they can help you look at those things fairly easily if you've got no financial numbers recorded anywhere or you're not really keeping on top of that then it's going to make it a lot harder to look at those things and make some you know good decisions based on the numbers Yeah.
0: yeah yeah for sure um i think like those core things i think if you're if someone out there's listening and then they feel that they don't have a handle on their money or maybe they're one of those people feeling like they're on a mouse wheel if they can go and look at those core things yeah it's gonna really transform their overall view of their numbers and what it's telling them about their business um so like what aside from that like you know is there for someone out there who's going, yep, yeah, my money management's not very schmick at all. Okay, I need to go and look at those things. Yeah. Um, have you got some tips around yeah. tools or places to go? I know you mentioned your time zapper yeah. exercise in your book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where's the, what, what's the first kind of things they need to go away and look at yeah. straight away?
1: I think there's probably th- three things that I would say. The, the first one is it's not necessarily a tool; it's just um a change in attitude. Yeah. In that, your money, your business. It's no my podcast, but you know what that means is it's your money and it's your business. So please take the responsibility of understanding the financials. You know, serious. It's it it does matter to the longevity and the sustainability of your business. And so where if you feel like your money management is not, you know, where it needs to be, then just, you know, do some education around it. You know, reach out to me, um go to listen to some podcasts read some books do you know a course i've actually You've got a wonderful podcast on yes. on that topic <laughs> yes yes that's right the podcast um i'm actually putting together working on a course now which is basically money in money out so it is yes. the bare basics of all of that but it's not oh, going to be available for a few months at least i think um but you know there's there's courses out there, there's people to follow there's just so much information out there now um, but I think we hold ourselves back sometimes, and this goes back to this mindset area, um, you know, from thinking we're not good with numbers or, you know, we're focused on lots of other things, but it really does come back to our responsibility as the business owner. So I think, you know, just doing a, a bit of education around that and, you know, and getting, getting yourself in the right place to understand your numbers, um, yeah, is, is a good one to start with. Um, I think um, having a tracking mechanism like a simple spreadsheet that you are focused on doing every week, um, you know, that, that to me is a simple tool that everyone can do and, uh, you know, you're going to be able to see what's going in. So I'm five years into my business now and I use the same spreadsheet that I started in the beginning. I, even though I've got zero that can I can I can pull every report under the sun from about my business, my um, attitude to it is that if I sit down every week and plug in expenses and plug in my income and I can see I've got formulas so it you know adds itself up and shows me where I'm at, that is me uh, really seeing in real time what's going on in my business. And so I still do that every week and I you know plug the figures in and uh, you know it does it takes me probably five or ten minutes just to keep it up to date. But it's it's a really good tool to do. And if you haven't done that before, I would say, you know, set yourself a goal to do that for the next two to three months. Set something simple up. I'm happy to send anyone a, a template of the spreadsheet that I, you know, use. It's, I give it to clients sometimes that are starting at the bare basics. Um, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's a really simple thing to do, but it's easy to set up yourself too. Um, And the other thing I would say about um, managing your money is really just having some sort of responsibility and accountability to keep it up to date. So again, it's not necessarily a tool, it's more of a tip. Um, In the corporate world, we have this thing of crap in, crap out. So if you put crap into the database, you're going to get crap out. And so the same thing with this sort of thing, if you're not keeping up to date with, you know, The boring stuff like receipts, invoices, um, you know, keeping your invoices going and keeping all of that tracked and and looked after and up-to-date, then these things we're talking about about financials, you're not going to be able to make decisions because you don't really know where that's at. Um, And so definitely just trying to keep on top of that not leaving it to tax time um, because that's not going to help you, you know, right now. Um, and from a compliance point of view, I might just throw this in there as well because I think it's something that, you know, we yes, often do. leave until tax time as well, yes, yes. is, you know, this idea of, um, you know, whether you're registered for GST if you're an Australian listener or not um, or whether, you know, it's just you're earning money and you're knowing what tax threshold you're in, so what tax you should be taking out and putting in a pot you know a separate bank account or whatever that just every time you make a sale that you're siphoning money away out of that because part of anything that you you know sell belongs to the government unfortunately whether it's a tax or a GST cost so even just making sure that you know as a business owner particularly when you're starting to grow that you're just siphoning away those bits of money so that you don't get you know a shock Uh, you know, when it comes to tax time and things, um, that's part of your costs and, you know, managing your money as well. So I thought I'd better just throw that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I think that would be my three simple things is educate yourself, um, use some sort of tracking mechanism that's manual where you see every week what's going on. um, And then, um, yeah, just making sure you're trying to stay fairly up to date with everything.
0: Yeah. And, you know, like if you use something like Trello or Asana or ClickUp, you can link a, your Excel spreadsheet to that. Yeah. So, you know, you can see it in front of you or wherever yeah. you need to put it, like, so you can yeah. see it. Um, so yeah. there's ways you can remind yourself as well. Mm. Set, a time, yeah. set a reminder on your phone to do it yeah. every week on a certain day or something like yeah. that. And what I love about that is that how you said, like, you've got zero and yes, you could pull the reports and everything out, but you still actually prefer to use the mm. um, formatted one that you've done that's just really simple and you can do it in 10 minutes a week and I think sometimes we try to overcomplicate things a lot like yes there's all these awesome tools and things with all these great features and reports and stuff that you can get stuck into but ultimately at the end of the day like you said it's money in money out and you know if you just if you're tracking that you're setting aside time to do it and keeping it clean and tidy um that also lends into your money mindset too of respecting your money and, exactly. you know, all that stuff. So, you know, if we can, I don't know, if we can find the time to do manifestation rituals around our money, I think we need to also prioritise time to keep yeah. a track of it and yeah. and respect it as well. Yes, exactly,
1: yeah. and do the practical stuff. It's, it's equally uh, important and it's empowering. You know, when you yes. start just seeing each week and and feeling like you're in control you're removing that fear and giving yourself more confidence around your money um you know that's 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 one of the main reasons people aren't into their figures is around fear and a lack of confidence that they don't know what they're doing but just doing some of those small things like tracking it gives you that confidence to move forward with it Hmm.
0: yeah I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. I could no it's just been such a great conversation now okay. before um, we just wrap up quickly and I'll just get you to share where everyone can find you on the internet. Cause I know yeah. there's a few places. You yep. are a part of my amplify program That's and smart. that community and we've worked together before. Yep. Um, I just, would. I'd love you to share your experience in there for, mm. you know, anyone who's, potentially looking at growing their business online because whenever I get a member on I love to yes, have them share their experience it. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um well for me and Ampl- for amplify has really been about accountability um I um like when I can to come to the sessions that that you hold um whether it's content planning or you know strategic sessions etc because I get, you know, like anyone, you can get tied up in your business and you don't take the time to be accountable and sit down and have a block of time for yourself for your business because you're too busy serving others. So uh, the accountability side definitely for me is the biggest part. But also there's so many like-minded people in there. We're all in the same boat. And so, you know, if you, you know, on those calls in particular, you can see how other people are doing things, ask questions, um, and everyone's, you know, happy to to help and support yeah. each other. So I think that's, you know, those two things for me are the, are the biggest ones. And then also the practical side because I like the practical. Um, you know, there's uh, like at the moment I am focused on doing something about reels. I've been putting it off. Yeah, if I need to get in there. I know that. And so I'm going back and doing a, I know you want to update the reels videos that are in there, but I'm doing, you know, a bit of a, um, a session on getting in there and really trying to understand what I want to do with it and, and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, all the practical stuff is there. If you decide that you want to focus on whatever in the digital world, there's something in there, you know, to help you. Yeah, yeah, awesome.
0: And that's what I, I do love about the community is that you know I'm I'm very big on yes, I've created the space, but I don't want it to be me in charge telling people what to do. I love that everyone gets in Mm -hmm. and supports each other. And that's really beautiful to see because like my lens on something is going to be different to other people's. And you still learn from the collective group, which is what I love about group mentoring, like that you do learn from the collective group. And I get that from groups that I'm in As Mm. well, you know, Mm. so, um, yeah, and it's been a pleasure having you, um, Mm. in there with us. So, thank you so much. And I know you've like you've connected with people to be guests on your podcast in there, and yeah, there's Mm. so many benefits, I think, other than just what you learn that you get from being part of a group mentoring experience. And I know I've made lifetime friends from Mm. being in masterminds Mm. and stuff myself. So, um, really really powerful so where Mm -hmm. can everyone find you on the internet if they want to keep chatting to you about all things money
1: uh so i'm pretty much at blossoming business everywhere um so facebook instagram i'm on linkedin as you know me um but i'm not really on there that often um so probably facebook and instagram are the two places i'm in the most and i've also just started a instagram page for the podcast just so i can move the podcast talk you know to there um, particularly so that's just her money her business uh, on Instagram if you search for that as well
0: yeah awesome cool and obviously I'll have everything linked in there to the show notes page for the episode anyway and I encourage anyone to get in touch with Sonia and just go and follow her and start having con- money conversations with her you absolutely yes. um, will not be disappointed so thank you again so much Sonia
1: thanks for having me
0: my pleasure. If you liked what you heard in your ears today, then I would love to connect with you over on Instagram. You can find me at, at Stacey Marie coaching until then stay classy.